Hi there, I'm Serene Desiree. Uh, I'm Elliot. I'm Lisa. Point. And uh, today we want to talk about the benefits of meditation. Oh, and this is Chili. He's the best. He's the best. Uh, He's butthole. Yeah, this is a really good shot for the camera. <laughs> uh, people love dog buttholes. It really gets the YouTube views. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I'm actually a novice at meditation. I don't know almost anything about it. It's too boring for me. Really? Yeah. Um, so, I thought you would have been like doing meditation for a while. No, no. I uh, contrary to popular belief, I'm I'm spiritually inept. Oh, so <laughs> what, yeah. Why don't you guys convince me of how good meditation? The benefits of meditation. Well, do you want to start, Elliot? I feel like you um, want to stay. Sure. Uh, I feel like the place to start is what is meditation, which is that uh, meditation is a way to learn about the mind. And uh, there are so many different types of meditation because there are so many different things to learn about the mind. And that means you can spend a lot of time in it and uh, trying different med meditations and, and finding different things. Mm. Um. Um, me personally, oh man. Oh man, where to start? Meditation genuinely saved my life. Genuinely. Like, I was real fucked up. I was real, real um, in this like void of paranoia and anxiety triggered by some like illicit drugs and stuff and just years of smoking marijuana every day. I think just to build up a lot of a lot of things that triggered me into like a constant state of anxiety and panic. And the only way, like, you know, I, I was getting triggered by a blue car that would drive past on the street because Whoa. it reminded me of something from that night where I got really fucked up and then, like, I thought I was getting murdered. And It's a long story. I'm not going to go into it. But that's how sensitively I was getting triggered um, by the smallest things. And, and I, I was just so anxious and depressed. And I remember being like, Lisa you can get yourself out of this you can control your mind um and that's why i started meditating was there a specific type of meditation that helped you with the blue car more so just like it was more so like practicing presence and this is what i believe like this is my perspective on meditation there is like the most basic principle of meditation, which is um, practicing being in the present moment. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not, I guess for me, meditation, even though I said it helped control my mind, isn't really about controlling my mind. It's about, so when I'm in the meditation, it's about being simply aware of what's going on with as little detachment, um, as little attachment. Mm -hmm. So like, and as much acceptance of what is happening right now. So like I could be, cause everyone thinks like, okay, meditation is about thinking little and mm. not trying not to think and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But for me and how I learned about meditation, meditation is about being able to be present with yourself despite what's going on. Mm. So even when I'm sitting down and I have like a million thoughts per second, just, just being aware of it. Just being aware of it and coming back to the present moment, coming back to my breath and sinking into just being. And then I'll get carried away again. And then I'll come back and see. And when I first started meditation, I was very critical of myself. So I'd be like, 
I'd drift off and then I'd be like, oh my God, I'd started thinking again. Oh my God, why did I think? Yeah. I'm so bad at this. I'm like, so the practice is, oh, I've drifted off. Let it go. Fully accept. Come back to the present mm. moment. That is the base of meditation for me. Yeah. And then, you know, after practicing that over and over again, um, then I'm able to use that practice and shift it into what I, what I consciously know is going to benefit for me. For example, positive affirmations yeah. or like shifting um, subconscious beliefs or whatever. I use that mindfulness practice to come back to the present and then plant something that's beneficial for me in that state. That's really interesting because, I, I mean, I've been with Elliot for about a year now and he's an obsessive meditator. You probably <laughs> meditate... Oh, at, at least, least an, an hour, hour a day, day. yeah. And um, it's interesting because he, he does this thing. And so I'm, I'm often wondering what, what exactly does meditation do for a person? And like I, I often try to encapsulate what it does because to the average person, I think meditation is just sitting and, and listening to your breath. Mm -hmm. And I, I said I don't meditate, but I, I kind of do little meditation practices here and there that aren't necessarily formalized. I think I meditate, but in day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. like, like what you said about concentrating on the present, like... Oftentimes, I will focus on staying in the present. And I, I have this one meditation practice that is treating life and the present moment as if it is a masterpiece. Oh. <laughs> Chili didn't like Chili it. doesn't like my meditation style. Um, it's about treating the present moment as if it is a masterpiece made by the universe for me or, you know, by God or, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. But actually living in this moment and treating, like the way that blanket crumples up is actually beautiful and it's like a work of art you know and, and just the way the every the light hits every little fold is is actually infinitely beautiful mm -hmm. um but I, that was a digression I, I actually wanted to say that um you have an interesting you said an interesting thing where you used to get when you drifted off you used to get caught up in the criticism and then you used to follow the criticism mm -hmm. and like go off of the meditation trail yeah and Elliot does this really interesting thing with situations where he's adapted that practice into real life of mm -hmm. of like no not following the meditation trail but of when bad things happen mm -hmm. he seems to be able to go oh this is where we are now let's go forward <laughs> in like a positive way yeah. instead of like whereas yeah. I um, having not benefited as much from meditation by not doing it, I kind of might get caught up in the criticism of life. So of like, oh, this is a bad situation. Uh, I'm annoyed by yeah. this. I'm angry at this. Instead, he's like, oh, this is where we are. That's okay. Let's go forward. Yeah. So I think that's one of the benefits of meditation. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, it's, I mean, as someone who's been meditating for, I don't know, six years or something, I still get triggered. It's not like triggers don't happen, yeah. but it's like, how I react to the trigger has changed significantly. Hmm. So there are days if I haven't meditated, then there are like then I'm more likely to spiral down the trigger. Hmm. Whereas like hmm. when I have been meditating, if there's a trigger, I'm able to feel it and let it go hmm. more easily. <laughs> I think so. To bring it back to your original question, what are the benefits of meditation? Mm -hmm. I've Okay, so I've thought about this a lot. Mm -hmm. um, basically, when we're born, we have our like childhood programming, and then on top of that, we have the media, school, mm -hmm. society, like all of these messages that come at us, advertising, mm -hmm. movies, shows, music, everything we consume, 
all of these messages um, that you know either align with our most like highest potential or don't mm. they're either empowering or they're disempowering um, for a lot of us we have a lot of disempowering messages stored in our system and our programming mm. in order to disconnect to those disempowering codes let's say and reinstall more empowering ones not just on the conscious level but on the subconscious yeah. level it takes meditation because mm. like consciously i could say an, an affirmation i am, am abundant i am deserving of happiness in my life. Mm. i could say that yeah. consciously ten thousand times mm. yes, but, what but the helps. body the body says no I'm yeah <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in my body is like, I don't believe that. We, we live yeah. our life subconsciously more than we do consciously. So like if we want to see results that we want in our life and who we are, so if we want to be able to be more confident, if we want to be able to have more faith, trust, patience, and mm. be less in a flight or fight mode and more in a trusting space, mm. more consistently, and then attract all the abundance and like whatever else, then we need to tap into our subconscious and that takes mindfulness mm. um, and meditation. So that's, yeah, that's meditation is a gateway to all that. Mm. Introspection, particularly, that you can see your own processes and then you can choose to do them differently. Yeah, it's a power, like it's, it gives you your power back. It gives you your power back. Yeah, because really society and like advertising and your parents and everyone kind of like, you give your power away. They don't take your power away from you. you maybe sometimes mm -hmm. that's a bit of a political subject. We won't go there. But often I find that I can give my power away to my parents mm. or to my school teacher mm. or to mm. society or the media. Mm. But meditation gives me my power back. To, mm. to reconstruct who you are. Yes. It's so interesting because I think a lot of people don't consciously understand how important childhood development is and how much we are formed because it's kind of in the background. It's like the water, you know, the, the fish doesn't notice the water that it swims in. Mm. But I, uh, I've been spending a lot of time around Elliot's nieces and nephews recently. And he, uh, there's a one-year-old. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's nieces. like, he, they're amazing. But he's like 14 months old. And I was just noticing that I was doing handstands with the five-year-old. And then the one-year-old would walk up and try to do handstands. So cute. Like, um, he, would, he wouldn't even lift up, but he would just put his hands on the ground and try it. And I realized, like, oh, he absorbs everything in the environment. And if I was, for instance, yelling at the little girl or, like, hitting someone or, or just being stressed out, he would also be absorbing that. Mm -hmm. And That becomes a personality. Yeah. After a couple of years. Yeah. And if a child is raised in this environment where things are not ideal then it's absorbing all of those things and actually meditation helps you I, I believe to kind of take a look at your own firmware and then kind of rejig it so it's it's more aligned with something positive and growth oriented yeah, yeah totally and it takes some um, it takes full presence and full acceptance and you know not gaslighting yourself to change like if you want to rewire your firmware i think that's the word that you use mm. i remember um then it takes being able to admit to yourself <laughs> like how many how many times people you know even me sometimes i try to avoid like or deny the fact that i'm in the shits mm. you know mm -hmm. it meditation helps 
like you know like I said when you get carried away in thought um coming back to it and being like okay that's okay instead of being like oh no I'm such a blah, 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 blah. Mm. so like when I'm in the shits <laughs> then being able to with that instead of going down the spiral of oh my god I'm in the shits oh, I don't have anything put together blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. being able to be like okay I see all of my shadows and all of my imperfections all of my flaws all mm-hmm. of my hurt and I accept it and mm-hmm. I embrace it like accepting their reality is like really the first step so many people will lie to themselves just you know push through you know, do you know yeah. what I mean yeah, yeah. some people like that all the time I do that a lot sometimes our culture is kind of based on like oh I don't like my job but I'm just going to push through it mm. instead of and I mean mm. I think people oh I should be <laughs> grateful yeah or like you know people have it worse or you know just ways to gaslight themselves yeah, yeah. and then they never change and I think it's interesting because I I'll you haven't spoken very much and I'll let you talk but um, <laughs> I think it's interesting because uh, it, it seems to be this inherent belief in our culture that you have to work hard and not enjoy yourself for most of the time. Mm. But actually, I think there is a different way. And, and Elliot has kind of led <laughs> me to this idea that you can enjoy life and get things done at the same time. Like you can have a positive and hardworking mindset and also have fun in your day-to-day life. Like it's not either or. It's not happiness or productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and what were you going to say? Yeah, um, this idea of how does, will meditation actually help me with my job? This is this like amazing and fascinating question because you know someone will come to me and be like, "I hate my job. Uh, how can meditation help my job?" And and the first thing that will happen when they meditate is that they will they'll be at their desk and they'll be working. They'll be like, okay, time to meditate. Take take a break. Ten minutes of sitting, relaxing, enjoying myself. Close my eyes. Do do whatever it is that I'm doing in my meditation form. And then you know my timer goes off and I go back to my job. And then. You know, the next day, the same thing. I will, I will do my meditation and then, but the next day, like, I'll hate my job even more. Like, mm-hmm. The first thing that will happen is that I will realize mm-hmm. just how much I hate my job. <laughs> and then, you know, meditation does this thing where it works, but not always in the way you expect it. So, so the first thing that will happen yeah. is it makes things worse. Yeah. And then it, as it gets worse, two things can happen. One, I can go to my boss and be like, oh, I need better assignments. I can't work like this. We need to improve our work culture. Or two, I can actually quit my job. And meditation may have caused me to quit my job, but it probably won't get the credit because it was just doing this thing on the side that made me, you know, go to a nice place in my mind or relax and and then get back to work. But meditation does things, but it doesn't always get the credit for it. So it kind of brings things out of the unconscious that you Mm. were maybe suppressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it... it makes things so, so one there are a lot of types of meditation that seem to increase sensitivity which itself is a neutral action other than the fact that if you're if you are depressed and you meditate you will feel more depressed if you are happy and you meditate you'll feel even happier but but the sensitivity alone just affects what was already there so and, should depressed people meditate uh no huh it is counterintuitive contraindicated for depression at the basic level, because in like I can describe a simple mechanism, the sensitivity is actually bad for depressed people. What they may need to do is a different type of meditation that won't increase sensitivity, but will take them out of where they are. What what kind of meditation might that be? Going for a walk. 
Um, so, so, so conventional advice, like, like getting out of the house and going for a walk. But going for a walk isn't necessarily meditation. Right. But, uh, meditation will teach you what your brain is doing. So just um, like lying in bed and being depressed I've will teach you what it's like. I've been depressed and like meditated. Yes. Yes. Did and it that's it. actually, I don't remember like sequentially if it mm. got worse before it got better on, but I just know that it was good for me mm-hmm. um, because, uh, I don't know, like depression is such a tough subject because it's mm. not like There's one not size one. fits all. Mm. It's like everyone's depression is different. Mm. Mm. For me personally, my depression and med- like meditation helped my depression because it helped me feel my feelings and then I think... For me, sometimes when I get depressed, it's when I feel my feelings, but then I get mm. stuck in them. Mm. Mm. So, and the stories that are linked, yeah. to, the, the story that triggers the depression, it might be like, I'm never going to find a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And then that triggers sadness in me. And then the story keeps feeding the meditation. Yeah. That's when I go down that, um, mm. that spiral we were talking about. Whereas mm. when I'm meditating... And then a guy comes over and says, I don't want a girl who's depressed. <laughs> and then it feeds into it. But mm-hmm. what it does, like what meditation does for me then is to see the wound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See the wound, the story, become fully aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then also it helps me to feel the emotion without adding thought to it. Mm. So, like, if it's a cry, then I process the cry without any... And, you know, normally, when you're feeling an emotion, apparently it really just takes, like, you know, two minutes or something yeah. to feel the emotions and cry and let it go. Mm. But if I'm sobbing for hours and hours and hours, that's when the the story is keeping me stuck mm-hmm. in the emotion. Mm-hmm. That's when I get depressed. There's a piece of avoidance. Um, sometimes I think of depression... Uh, as a strategy, sometimes what minds do is there will be a bad thing, like a, a cry or something that I have to, and then I'd rather feel depressed than crying. And so I will hang out in the depression yeah, rather than just get the crying. Because sometimes depression is actually apathy. Mm. Like sometimes depression is, is mm. there's like a sorrow there or something, but sometimes yeah. it's actually cutting yourself off mm. from yeah. emotions right. to avoid them. Totally. When actually maybe just bringing them up and, and fully embracing them and being like, I feel this this deep sorrow and then you bring it up as, as, as much as you can and then cry it out mm-hmm. and yeah. then you, you kind of process it and, and get on with your life. Yeah, so. it's like how can you feel your emotions without attaching the, the story and the mm-hmm. thought, the judgment? You, you can. I, I realized this recently actually yeah. that it's it's like that I am able to disattach a story from something and then feel, so not only when we say feel the emotion, it's, it's kind of interesting because what is it to feel an emotion? And so for me, part of it is feeling where it is in my body. And so I think not everyone feels emotions in their body or sensations, but a lot of people do. So if I'm really sad, I might feel um, like a, a real deep sadness in my chest, like mm-hmm. right here maybe. And then there might be something in my diaphragm, like maybe an anxiety, like a tightness there. And then I can like bring those out and then let it kind of wash over me and then cry it out or whatever mm-hmm. I need to do. And then the story, I think we often think that the story of I'm sad because um, I'm not good enough at this thing is is the emotion. But they're, they're actually not entangled. They're separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's a two-way street as well. I have a 
piece of sadness and because I haven't addressed it and spoken about it or, or like worked through it for myself, it'll just hang around and like hook itself onto stories. Oh, I'm sad about this. Oh, I'm sad about that. Oh, I must be sad about like, but the sadness was there first. Mm. And it mm -hmm. is a sadness that I'm in denial of because I don't want to talk about the thing from yesterday. And so I'm just sad about everything today. It's yeah. like just yeah. avoidance techniques. Yeah. 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 Brains are really good like that. Yeah, that's that's where meditation helps. Mm. It's like practicing cutting through the sh the bullshit and mm. just seeing. Sometimes I call it untying those knots. Mm -hmm. We sort of tie ourselves up all the knots. So I, I actually want to go back to your idea on depression of depressed people shouldn't meditate or then you kind of said depressed people shouldn't meditate in a certain way. Mm. So obviously Lisa has, um, maybe mm. she's dealt with one type of depression by meditating in a certain way, but you're saying that some types of depression you shouldn't meditate in the normal way. So how should you deal with depression from, from yeah. Uh, Talk to a therapist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't do that, but no, no, you are. So <laughs> Talk what, to someone. What you're talking yeah. about there is to externalize. So, so depression is often a inside things feel bad, or where I am in this moment feels bad. And so, a good strategy is to go out there. So, go for a walk. Go talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Go watch some comedy on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, do something that is external that can maybe go away from the the down place, and then once you feel a bit better, to look back and be like, what the heck was I doing? Um, that's an incredible strategy. Um, there's this thing about depression where it feels compelling. Like I am, have this urge, like depression says, we have to sit in it, we have to go back there, we have to work out what's going on. And it just, it pulls me, it says, mm. we have to look. And that's, that's something about the nature of depression that says we have to go there. But actually, once I'm there, I have to leave and then look at it from a distance. Um, I see what you mean. I think yeah. I've had similar experiences with that where um, I've been pressed in the past. And also I know people who have gone through similar things. And I think staying in it and we have a friend who um, meditated for hours and hours a day and he was very depressed and this went on for years. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, when he actually, so my instincts for him which I think turned out to be fairly correct, were like, oh, you actually need to go lift some weights. Like, you need to get a job. Like, mm -hmm. you need to go and, and be somewhere else. And so sometimes, I think a lot of people, mm -hmm. and it, it's interesting because um, I think there are people who are inclined to meditate all the time. Mm -hmm. And those people might also be inclined to stay in their own heads too much mm -hmm. and kind of be in internal. Oh, okay. Whereas right. sometimes I think the solution is mm -hmm. external. Like, you, you actually might be depressed because you're not moving your body mm -hmm. enough or because you're not socializing enough or whatever, you know, you haven't, That's you haven't point. gained skills that make you proud of yourself. Like, mm. like meditation isn't the single solution. Mm. Like you need a balance of everything. Mm. Yeah. I would definitely say there are traps of meditation. Yeah. yeah. And one of them, one that I find was like, it took me ages to, to clear it out because it was so pervasive was the like, I have this, this nugget of depression and what I need to do is go and sit in it. <laughs> and it's like, instead of me observing, like, I was like, oh, I need to go observe the yeah. depression. I need to sit back here and, and look like at it. Like as if it's like some, But, but what I did is yeah. I made myself more depressed. I was, oh, I need mm -hmm. to sit on my bed and wait with it and sit in it and stare at this depressive thing. So instead oh, of watching it, it like... was like it had come around behind me and like, <laughs> oh. it was like, oh, wait, no, I'm not watching it. It's watching me. Like it's holding me. I'm driving myself so. into depression by watching it. Like it had I come. I think you treat it like, 
a really sad child version of you. Mm. Yeah. If you were to sit that child version in a room on a chair and be like, I'm watching you. I'm watching like, you. Let me study you. Right. What the, <laughs> What's yeah. going on How with this? How many scars do you have on your what, like, <laughs> Yeah. That's not, that's not, that's not what depression yeah. Yeah. will actually be helped by. Meditation is a good gateway to give you the awareness. Yep. To follow your instincts as well. Like, I have breaks from meditation yeah. sometimes. Like, I'll wake up and be like, you know, I had a. F- I did meditation every day consistently. I haven't gone a week without meditation in nice. six years. That's crazy. Because I'll go crazy. But the longest I've. Maybe you won't. <laughs> and maybe it's worth the experiment. No, the longest I have done that. So the recent, like, break, the longest break, it might have been like three days or something. Um, but in that time, it it just kind of I did something else I did something else you wake up well I wake up and then I would move and that would be my meditation or I'd go for a walk and that would be my meditation but when the depression comes meditation gave me the awareness to to like know what to do more Mm. Mm. yeah yeah I think um, one thing that I realized from being depressed many years ago but I was quite depressed for a number of years when I was a teenager, especially. Was that depression is comfortable? Like mm. you actually, it, it compels you to stay within it and mm-hmm. and not to search out answers. And and that's the problem with depression is that you actually don't want to. Some part of you doesn't want to leave it because it's so comfortable to be in. And so part of getting out of depression is being uncomfortable and going for a walk or like lifting weights or you know setting your bedtime to a good you know or. You know, for me, it was exercise was massive. Like, mm-hmm. I have to, just like you have to meditate, I have to exercise or else my mood just starts to, like, mm-hmm. unbalance itself, you know? One thing you can think about is if you take a pillow and you're like, I'm going to depress this pillow. Mm. And, and that's, that's kind of what it's like uh, from a somatic experiential perspective. We're, we're squishing it. We're, mm. we're crushing it down. So, so I have... A, a psychological condition that we've we've named the squishing, the squishing down, the trapping. Mm. Um, how do I not squish down and trap it? Well, well, I actually need to take the pressure off. I need hug to it. right, maybe hug it. I need to like take it for a walk rather than like, go sit in it and sit in it more and keep pressing it down. Mm. Like that's not actually going to help it if I keep pressing it down. I need to. Yeah. See, eventually, with the meditating every day, it came to a point for me where it was like. I must meditate. I must, you know, it's done with an, a, a force, mm-hmm. like an yeah. aggression instead of like an allowing. Yeah. Mm. I think that's when it can get. And then you need to see that with your meditative practice and do it differently, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're depressed, take your pillow for a walk. <laughs> that's uh, it. Thank you very much. And uh, you can find Lisa, Lisa. Huang, how do you spell your last name? H-W-A-N-G. All right. On uh, on YouTube and Instagram, yes. you are, what is your Instagram? Huang Outs. So it's my last name and then O-U-T-S. That's great. I love it. Thanks. And <laughs> Elliot Redelman, uh, you can find him. Where can Bear people Lamp. find you? Bearlamp. Bearlamp.com.au is my blog. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Serene Desiree. I'll, I'll put all the links after the show. Thank you very much.